All right, Jebel, say good morning. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors. I thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Siva. Naftali and Chavi Tilson, with uh, thank you to Naftali's Chavar Benjamin Wolf for introducing him to the DAF. May Hashem bless us all to finish the DAF Yomi cycle together and celebrate with a Sium together in Eretz Yisrael, Lemir Hashem. Thank Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin. May Hashem continue to protect our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And may all of our children remain safe and complete their year of learning with a deep connection to the land and to Hashem's Torah. And to thank our Week of Learning sponsor, Mrs. Selma Wolf, for a Fushlima for her grandson, Kobe Rothberg, Yaakov Zev Ben Tzivya Devora. May he have a refuah together with Kol Chole Yisrael. We'll say, so with that, let us begin. So today's daf is Nun Zayin 57, and we are picking up Emirat Sashem on Nun Zayin Amud Aleph, four lines down from the top. So we'll say, so the Gemara, the Gemara goes right to, so let's continue. So we'll say, so now we come to, a, to another discussion. We come to, remember, we have been our, our topic so far, our topic so far, actually the, the, the last part of the Mishnah that we quoted at the end of yesterday's daf was that the sprinklings, the hazos that were done inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim were replicated outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim as well. So remember again, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, we sprinkled the Dam HaPar, the blood of the ox, for a total of eight sprinklings, right? I'm saying eight altogether, one above, seven below. We do the same thing with the Dam HaSoyer, right? With the blood of the goat. Same thing, same thing. The Gemara then, the Mishnah then said that we repeat this process outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, inside of the Kodesh, inside of the Beis HaMikdash itself. But now the coin stands facing the curtain, right? Remember, he's outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, facing the curtain, and he repeats the same sprinklings. It's the same thing, right? Eight sprinklings of the Dam HaPar. I say eight altogether, you understand? Right? Eight sprinklings of the Dam HaSoyer. Shabbos says, so the Gemara says something very interesting. So the Gemara said, just remember, just go back one moment. In yesterday's daf, when the Bryce, the Gemara quoted the Bryce, and the Bryce said, so the Gemara darshaned the Pasuk. The Pasuk said, so shall you do in the Oel Moed. Oel Moed refers to the Beis HaMikdash itself outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So shall you do in the Oel Moed. And we learned from there that the Torah is going ahead and equating the Oel Moed with the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That whatever was done in the Holy of Holies is done again in the Beis HaMikdash itself. To which the Gemara raises a kasha. The chidavra halamid behekish, chozer umalamid behekish. Could something that itself was learned out through a comparison go ahead and now teach another comparison? That was now. What does this mean? Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. The chidavra halamid behekish. Rashi says kigon par shelamad bematanas pnim achos lamalo minasiir behekish. Now listen to this. If you go back for just a moment and you put this all together, the way we learn out everything is actually quite interesting. We learn out, we learn out that the par, the blood of the par, has one blood application, lamala. We learned that out from the soyer, because we compare the par to the soyer. 
Vasoyer Shevalamato, and the fact that we sprinkle the soyer seven times below, we learn that out. We then go ahead because we compare the soyer to the parasol. So we learn out the power and the soyer really from each other. They're compared to one another. So now what we're going to do about says as what is chosen umalam b'matanos shebifnim amatanos haparochas behekish divachin yaseli ohamoid. So we'll say so. What the gemara is pointing out is something really fascinating. We learn out the par from the soyer and the soyer from the par because essentially what the Torah does is interestingly enough kind of express partial information by each by each carbon. And what we kind of do is equate them all together to say whatever is done by this one is done by that one. So our Torah speaks about a sprinkling above by the soyer. We apply that to the par. So our Torah speaks about seven sprinklings below by the par. We apply that to the soyer, which is fine. Not a problem. It's called the hekish. We compare things and we learn out from each other. The problem now is the Gemara wants to make a double hekish. So hekish number one is we're going to learn out par from soyer and soyer from par to give me the complete picture of what I do inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Now there's going to be a second hekish that says, second comparison that says what? Whatever we do inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, we what? We what? We repeat again outside in the Heichel. And the Gemara says something very interesting. The Kaimolom Rashi says, the Kaimolom Meseches Vachim, Dein Lameidin Bekadshim, Hekish Mina Hekish. I will say there is a concept when it comes to Kodesh sacrificial, sacrificial law, that we do not learn out one hekish from another hekish. Just a, just a concept, just a, an exegetical concept when it comes to sacrificial law. We don't learn out one hekish from another hekish. So as such, the Gemara says, how can you go ahead and learn out the blood applications in the Kodesh, in the Heichol, when effectively that's a hekish from a hekish? To which the Gemara says, behekish, to which the Gemara says, in reality, it's not learning out a hekish from a hekish, but rather it's a hekish and a davar acher, a hekish and something else. What does that mean? Take again a look at Rashi. Hekish we shown love hekishu. The first hekish is not really a full hekish. Why not? Shahari ben par ben sirk siv mala umato v'lo hutzruchu lilmod zemize. Ella as Haminion, Hilchach, Kolchad, Vachadme Atzmo, Lava, Mixas, Vidavar Acher, Vidavar Acher, Messiah, Vemixas, Vein, Ze, Lamad, Behekish. So, also listen to this. To which the Gemara says, it's not true. In other words, by both Par and Sayer, there is a mention of Lamala and Lamata. Very important. Both Sayer, there is a mention of sprinkling above and sprinkling below. I, so what, so what, what do I have to learn about Par from Sayer? is I have to learn out the, the numbering. In other words, what we learn out is one above, seven below from a hekish. But the notion of sprinkling above and sprinkling below is explicitly stated both by par and both by soyer. So really, it's not a full hekish. It's what's called a hekish v'davra acher. Hekish v'davra acher means not a complete hekish. So when we say, when Rashi says that there's a principle in Zvachim of in hekish mina hekish, you can't learn out one hekish from another hekish. That's only when it's a complete hekish. But this is not a complete hekish. Okay. So hanicha leman amar lo have hekish. So we'll say so. That's fine according to the opinion who says that alocha lemaisa. It's not a complete hekish. Leman damar heavy hekish my ikel meimar. But according to the opinion that says hekish v'davar acher, even an incomplete hekish is still called a hekish 
What is there to say? How are we able to learn out the sprinklings, mi bachutz, from the sprinklings, mi bifnim, to which the Gemara says, so we'll say ultimately again the Gemara says there are examples so there are situations where you learn one thing out of the other what does that take look at Rashi listen to this to which the Gemara says, even if you hold that it's that there's two hekeshim or two hekeshos, they're two different things. The first hekesh of Osei was to do what? Was to go ahead and learn out the par from the sawyer and the sawyer from the par. The second hekesh is there not to teach me animals, but rather to teach me locations. And to teach me that which was done inside, ultimately again is done what? Is done outside as well. So apparently, what the Gemara is suggesting is even according to the opinion who holds of Ein Lamedin Hekish Mina Hekish, that's only pretty much when you want to use the same type of Hekish twice. But Hekish number one is learning animals out from each other, par from, sorry, sorry, from par. And Hekish number two is to go ahead and learn out geography. That which was done on the inside in the Kodesh or in the Kodesh Kodashim is also done in the Kodesh. The other possibility is, So this is very interesting. The other possibility is that it's all part of the same Hekish. <laughs> that it's not two, it's, it's not two Hekishos, it's not really two comparisons, but rather ultimately, again, it's actually all part of the same Limud. And simultaneously, when we go ahead and we learn what was done inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, it is understood that the same avoda is replicated in the Kodesh as well. Good. So we'll say, so fine. So b- b- bottom line, bottom line is that halacha there are two series or there are two parts to the limud. Part number one is learning out the par from the sa'ir and the sa'ir and the par from the par in terms of what's done inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Remember again, both the Dhamma, the par and the Dhamma are treated identically, right? They're both going ahead, one, one above, seven below in the sprinklings. And now we've learned out that the same exact process is replicated outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim with the coin facing the parochas, with the coin facing the curtain, one sprinkling above, seven sprinklings below. I, what about the issue of Ein Lameidin Hekish Mina Hekish, to which the Gemara gives various answers. Beautiful. Tana. Kishuhu, Kishuhu Maze, Eino Maze, Ala Parochas, Ala Kinegra Parochas. So now, Bose, remember, we've officially transitioned from inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim to the Kodesh. Okay, that, that, that's where we are right now. So at this point in time, the coin, remember again, the coin, this is just, a, if you just trace the progression, in yesterday's death, we focused, we spent the bulk of our time focusing on one stand versus two stands. So we came out with what? Two stands that I'm asking, like the Rabban, like the Tanakam and the Mishnah, two stands, one for the Dhammapar, one for the Damasar. At this point, the Kohen is standing in the Kodesh. He's finished his Avodah inside. Well, not finished totally. But for now, he's outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He's staring at the Parochas, at the curtain. And he's now going to do the blood service opposite the curtain. He's going to do the same thing. It's one and seven for the Damapar. And one and seven for the Damasar. To which the Gemara says, when he sprinkles the blood on the Parochas, 
she does not sprinkle really on the parochas, but really what? Kinegina parochas, opposite the parochas, meaning the blood doesn't land on the curtain. Right, the blood, we'll say, and in the Sumut we said before, the same way, does the blood land on the Aron? No. Right, we said this before, that he, what he does is he sprinkles in the direction of the Aron, direction of the Kapores, of the lid, one time by the lid, seven times by what we'll call the body of the, of the Aron. But the same way that the blood doesn't go ahead and land by the Aron, the blood also does not land on the Parocha. So the Gemara says, really? Both it is incredible. I'm Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yossi. I saw the parochas in Rome. Rabbi Yossi says, I saw the parochas in Rome. And, And I saw that on the parochas was the blood from the par and the sa'ir of Yom Kippur. Incredible. Now, both say, now let, let's, let's understand what, what is this talking about? Where does Rabbi Eliezer see the parochas in Rome? So if you look at Rashi, Anira Isi Baromi, Rashi says, The Meseches Mi'ila, Gabe Ben Talmion, Na'asenes Rabbalazar Biosi, Sheripe Es Bas Melech Romi, Shenichnas Sheid Begufa, Sheshmo Ben Talmion. Well, say, remember again, we actually saw this story in Mi'ilah, where Rabbi Eliezer was traveling on a mission to the Caesar to repeal a particular edict against the Jews. So what happened? A shade, a shade, a demon by the name of Ben Talmion appears to Rabbi Eliezer and says, what can I do to help? Now, generally, when shadim offer their assistance, you should be a little suspicious, right? But again, Ben Talmion offers his assistance, and Rabbi Eliezer tells him what the mission is. So Ben Talmion possesses the Caesar's daughter. He enters the Caesar's daughter, he possesses her. And when Rabbi Eliezer shows up, he quote-unquote cures her. And the Caesar had such incredible gratitude. So what happened? Rashi goes on. So what happens? And the Caesar allows Rabbi Eliezer to enter into his treasure house and says, take whatever you want. Take whatever you want. So apparently, interestingly enough, one of the things that the Caesar used to keep in his treasure house were the edicts, which were written against the Jewish people. So Rabbi says, I don't want any riches. He just goes to find the edict and asks that the edict be torn up. So while he's searching for the edicts in the treasure house, what does he find? Visham ra'a. Clay base Hamikdash Ba'utzar. Well, say incredible. And while he's there, he sees various utensils of the base Hamikdash in the treasury of the king, of, of, of the Caesar. So, Rabbi says, I saw the parochas, I saw the curtain. And not only that, I saw the blood of the par and the blood of the sa'ir on the parochas. I says, you know, one second, Vadilma, the parhelam davershal tzibor, sirevodazara havachazi. The Chaza. First of all, okay, you saw blood on the parochas, that's fine. But how do you know that that was the dam of the part of the dam of the sun? Or as well say, there are other carbonos. Remember, most carbonos do not have blood applications 
opposite the parochas. The only four carbonos that have blood applications is the par of Yom Kippur, the soyer of Yom Kippur, the par ha'elam davar minat sibor, which will both say is the case of the Sanhedrin, which issues an erroneous ruling, and Klal Yisrael acts on that ruling, and what we call si'iri avodazara, which essentially is the same thing, except this time the erroneous ruling led to the worship of avodazara. So they ask, okay, you saw blood, how do you know that it's the blood of the par the sar of Yom Kippur? Maybe it's the parahelam davaminat sibor, the sirah of Oduzara, to which the immerse says, the chaza ta'avidon kisidron. Oh, because I'll say what happened. He saw that the blood was arranged in an order. It was one and then seven. One and then seven. So I'll say, remember again, if this was the blood of the other carbonos, they would not have been, it would not have been arranged in such a systematic fashion. The fact that it was so orderly on the parochas led Abeliezer to believe that this was the blood of the Yom Kippur animals. So we'll say, see, see from here, you see from here, that they would sprinkle the blood on the parochas. Utnan Nami, we also learned, Gabe Parhelam Davashal Tzibor. So we'll say, this is actually an alternate version of the story. By the Parhelam Davashal Tzibor, so the Gemara says, Kiai Gavno, Kishuhu Mazelo, Hayu Nogim Beparochas. So we'll say, by the Parhelam Davashal Tzibor. So remember again, this is the offering of the Sanhedrin. Once again, if the Sanhedrin issues an erroneous ruling. And what happens? Klav Yisrael acted on that ruling. So the Gemara says, they would not sprinkle that blood on the parochas. Ve'im nagu, nagu. But if the blood reaches the parochas, it reaches the parochas. Amar Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yossi, Aniri Yisei Baromi. So Rabbi Yossi says, you know, I once saw this parochas in Rome. Vahayu aleha kama tipe damim shapar ha'alam davar shalzibor usir ha'avod zara. So we'll say this is an alternate version of the story. Rabbi Lazar says, I was once in Rome, same story, same story, only made one trip. I was once in Rome and I saw the parochas and I saw there was blood on the parochas. Say, so see from here that the blood of the par ha'alam davar shalzibor or the par of the sri ha'avod zara did get on the parochas. To which the Imam says, I vidilma the par v'sar shemikipurim. Maybe it was the blood of the par nesar of Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, "The chazinu da'avidi shalok esidron." No, it wasn't the blood of Yom Kippur. Why? Because it was not the blood was not there in an orderly fashion. Had it been the blood of Yom Kippur, it would have been there. It it would have been arranged in a more orderly fashion. So I will say, would you be that? That's the end of that sugya. The Rambam paskins that they would not, the coin God would not aim to get the blood on the curtain. Nor is the blood, the blood application on the parochas was treated the same way as the blood application on the Aron. Just as the blood application on the Aron, we'll call it, was a directional sprinkling. In other words, you would, you would sprinkle in the direction of the Aron. The top of the Aron, the body of the Aron. So too, when it came to the parochas, this was a directional sprinkling as well. But the goal was not to go ahead and get it on the curtain. I will say, now what happens if it gets on the curtain? What happens if it gets on the curtain? Gets on the curtain. Remember, the good news is, what color was the parochas? Red. It was red. Right? So, so again, now obviously, according to one of these versions over here, the blood did get on the curtain. But again, the blood, it's quite possible the blood got on, maybe the blood ended up getting on the curtain 
most of the time. That's possible, but that's not the halachic imperative. In other words, there's no problem if the blood gets on the curtain, but the halachic imperative doesn't, there, there, I should say, there is no halachic imperative to get the blood on the curtain. The Kohen Gadol is just obligated to sprinkle in the direction of the curtain once above, seven below. If it gets on it, it gets on it, but that's not the obligation. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Nis'arvu lo damim vidamim. Supposed to listen to this interesting case. What happens if the blood gets mixed together? Now, what's the case here? Take a look at Rashi. This is the first wide line in Rashi. Damim bidamim, shalpar shal sayer, kodem shenasan bifnim klum. So, we'll say, here's the case. You have, you have the two kalim, the two, the two mizrakos, the two bowls of blood. Let's say the blood got mixed together. So before the Kohen Gadol did any blood applications in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, anywhere, so the blood of the par and the blood of the sayur got mixed together. What do you do? What do you do? Nis'aravu lo domim bidomim. What do you do? I'm a rabba. So I'll say, rabba says, okay, what should I do? No sein achos lamala v'sheva lamata v'olalo l'kan l'kan. So Rabbi says, look, the truth is, over here, just do one set of blood applications. They will say, now you have one bowl of blood, right, which is a mixture, a combination of sutyr blood and power blood. Rabbi says, great, just do one blood application above, seven below, and what? What, what happens? That counts as both. Because effectively, what you've done is you've sprinkled both bloods. Sprinkled both bloods. So the rabbis run up with this. Amru kameid Rabbi Yirmiya. So they said this before Rabbi Yirmiya. They said over Rav suggests for Rabbi Yirmiya, and Rabbi Yirmiya says, "Amar bavloi tipshoi, foolish Babylonians, mishum didairi ba'ar dechashucha, amri shmaita demechashkan, because they live in a dark place, they say such dark rulings." So both say, "See, you know, there, there was like a little bit of this of this animosity between the Talmidi Chachamim of Babel and Averet Yisrael. So Rabbi Yirmiya was clearly displeased with Rava's suggestion. I would say Babel is called the dark place, Rashi points out, because Babel Shai Mitzula was situated like in a valley. Was situated in a valley. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, so, so Rabbi Yirmiya says, that is absolutely ridiculous. Rather, again, the Gemara says, Ha kayohev l'mala disoyer mikamei mato depar v'atora omro so listen to this. Rabbi Yirmiya says, Rabbi, I'll tell you why that makes no sense. Rabbi said, the halacha is that the order is first the dam hapar and then, then the dam hasoyer. That's the order. So it's the chilo mechaper as You have to first finish up with the blood service of the par and then you go to the blood service of the soyer. What's the problem with Rava's suggestion? Rava's suggestion. So Rava says, you just do one lamala, seven lamata. So we'll say that one lamala, what, what's, what's included in that one sprinkling above? Both the damapar and damasar. So it turns out that what? You're sprinkling, you're sprinkling the upper sprinkling of the satyr before you've sprinkled the seven lower ones of the par. And it doesn't work that way. You have to first do the blood applications of the par before you do the blood applications of the sire. So Rabbi, that's a terrible suggestion. So what does Rabbi Yirmiya suggest? Rabbi Yirmiya makes a different suggestion. He says, look, the blood is all mixed together. So what do you do? You're still going to do two blood applications, two blood applications, 
and the, in the first bot application, you're going to have kavana for the damapar. So first do one above and seven below for the damapar, and then do one above and seven below for the damasar. That's it. So, so essentially, what Rebunia says is, you just have to treat it the same as if you had two different bowls of blood. The fact that the blood is... So also, what, what is interesting about this is, you see from here, that clearly the mixture of the blood would not require you to, to go ahead and shecht new animals, which is interesting, right? The Gimaras, nowhere does the Gemara float the idea oh, that if all the blood gets mixed together, then you have to shecht a new par, which is interesting. Instead, again, Rava suggests just do one combined sprinkling. One combined sprinkling, one above, seven below. Rabbi Yermia says, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It doesn't make sense because, again, the halacha is you first have to complete the blood applications for the par, before you complete the blood applications for the sar. And according to Rava, you're starting the blood applications for the par even before you finish the sar. So Rabbi Yermia says, therefore, just do two applications. Two, two applications have in mind that the first application, one above, seven below, is for the par. Second one, one above, seven below, is for the sire. Good. So the Gemara says as follows. Next case. So we'll say, what about the following case? What happens if the blood gets mixed together? But in this case, in this case, the Gemara says, with the latter blood applications. So what does this mean? Take a look at Rashi. That's Rashi and the Daf. So we'll say, here's what's happened over here. In this case, you had two bowls of blood. The Kohen Gadol has begun to do the blood application. And what happens over here is, remember again, I both say, the, the blood applications for the par happened before the sire. So in this case, the Kohen Gadol did the one blood application above for the par. So he started it. He did one above for the par. And then what happens? Somehow, the blood gets mixed together. Everything gets mixed together. So, so now, now what do we do? What do we do? So the Gemara said, well, so here we go. So in this arvulo, damim bidamim atanos So remember in this case, see in the previous case, the blood got mixed together when? When? Before you did anything. Okay. Now what's happened over here is the Kohen Gadol began the blood applications for the power. All we got through was the one above for the power. Now everything got mixed together. What should I do now? So Sava Rav Papa Kameh de Rava Lememar. So Rav Papa thought to say based on Rava's ruling, no saying Sheva Lamata Lashem Par, Ulashem Sawyer, the Chosrev and no saying Achas Lamala Lashem Sawyer. So Rav Papa, based on what Rava said previously, thought to say like this, not a problem. Go do the seven sprinklings below, right? The seven, the seven lower sprinklings. And have in mind that those seven should work both for what? Par and Sayer. And then go back and do one more above L'Shem Sayer. That's what Rav Papa thought to say based on Rava. Rava jumps in. Rava says, listen, I, I, already, I already felt, I already got the brunt of Rabbi Yermia's displeasure. Armali Rava, Ad Hashta Karulan Tipshai. You know, those Eretz Yisrael Rabbanam, they've already called us Babylonians stupid. The hashta tipshoi de tipshoi. Now they're going to call us the stupid of the stupid, right? The foolish of the foolish. Why? Because here they taught us and we're still unwilling to learn. So I'll say, what Rav is going to say is like this. You know, the first time I interacted with Rabbi I made a mistake. Rabbi Yermia showed me the folly of my ways. 
Now, if I continue to persist in this erroneous logic, we're going to be the foolish of the foolish. Shabbos say, think about this profound yisod. What, a, what an incredible musr. Shabbos say, to make mistakes in life, all of us make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, right? And the truth is, we all do foolish and stupid things. But true folly is when you continue to repeat the same mistakes because of failure to learn from them. Hurts to make a mistake is excusable. To engage in a misstep is excusable. But to engage in a pattern of foolish and mistaken behavior, that's unforgivable. Because why are you not learning from your mistakes? So Rava says, okay, I got it. I got it. I was flawed in my logic. But to make the same mistake again, that's tipshoi minap tipshoi. That's the foolish of the foolish. Such an incredible yisod. <coughs> So the Gemara says, why? The Gemara says, Vaha kayoiv mata desoyer, mikame maila desoyer, va Torah omra, tain la maila, va achach la mata. Because also listen to this. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Why? Because at the end of the day, remember, what, uh, what Rapapa wanted to suggest was, go ahead, do the seven below, and have mind the seven below should be for what? the par and the sire, and then go back and do one for the sire. Here's the problem. Well, effectively, what you're doing again is you're sprinkling for the sire before you've finished the par. And the Torah tells us, first you have to complete, first you have to complete the par service, and then you could go and do the sire service. So there, therefore, now you have Rava pointing out to Rav Papa the folly in his ways. Ella, so what should we do? Amadeis, Ella... Amarava no saint shevela mata l'shem par. Rather, Rava says what you have to do is like this: finish out the par service, right? So do the seven sprinklings below for the par. V'cholzer v'no saint achos l'malo v'shevela mata l'shem sire, and then go ahead and do the regular sire service after. So we'll say so. Rava kind of picking up on Rabbi Yirmiya's cue from earlier. Just now the blood got mixed after the first blood application. So go ahead, finish out the par, finish out the par, do the seven sprinklings of the par, and then go back and do one above and seven below for the sire. So both say, essentially it's the same theme over and over, which is that although ideally we want the blood to be separated, the bloods to be separated, if the bloods get mixed together, Ultimately, you'll still continue to do two separate blood applications, looking at the mixture as separate forms of blood. Good. So we'll say so again. It's the same. It's pretty much the same halacha in both cases. Next, nis arvulo kosos pekosos. Suppose an interesting case. So look at Rashi. Kosos pekosos sheino makir is a kos shalpar ve is a kos shalsayer. So we'll say so now. In this case over here, once again. We don't know, see, let me say it a little bit differently. In the previous two cases, the blood was all poured into one receptacle. So I have one bowl of blood. So essentially, again, what the Gemara teaches me is what do you do when you have one bowl of blood, mixed blood? You still continue to do two sets of applications, one for the par, one for the sire. And that's true whether the bloods got mixed together before you began the applications, after you began the applications, you treat them as two separate bowls of blood. Good. But say in this case, this is now a little bit different. This is where the bowls did not get mixed together, right? I have two bowls of blood. One of Dama Sawyer, one of Dama Par. What's my problem? What's my problem? I don't know which is which. 
You know, now this is interesting. Now, why is this interesting? Especially in light of what we learned yesterday. What did we learn yesterday? Right, the, the truth is they do look differently. But again, it could also be, remember again, blood also changes in appearance and, and color when exposed to air. So it's also possible that after a sustained amount of time, maybe, maybe the coloration differences are not as noticeable. And maybe again, the thing, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, whatever, whatever the Matthias is, the point over here is, you, in this case, the bloods are not getting mixed together. You have two bowls. I'm just not sure which one is Dam Apar and which one is Dam Hasoyer. So so this is great. So what do you do with this? I mean, it's not great. I want to be clear. It's not good. Not good. But it's fascinating the way the Gemara deals with this. So listen to this. No sein. V'chozer v'no sein. V'chozer v'no sein shlosha pamim. So say in this case, what you do is you do three blood applications. So essentially what you do is you will call it bowl, yeah, bowl A and bowl B. You do a blood application from A, a blood application from B, and then another application from A. What's the pshat? Take a look at Rashi. This is incredible. No sin v'chozja v'no sin v'chozja v'no sin. V'chol avoda v'avoda. No sin achas lamata v'sheva lamata mina echad. V'chozja v'no sin mina shein. So you're going to do one above, seven below from the bowl A. Then you're going to do one above, seven below from bowl B. Then you're going to go back and do a third set of blood applications, one above, seven below from bowl A again. Why? Listen to this. Now remember again, the Iker when it comes to the blood avoda is which blood avoda has to be done first? Par. And remember again, it's ma'akev. If you do the blood avoda in the wrong order, it is ineffective. So the blood avoda of the par must come before the sayer. So watch this. So we'll say, so what, what, what's my great problem in this case? What's my great problem in this case? I don't know which one is the power, which one is the sire. So we'll say, essentially the Gemara says it's like this. I'll, read, I'll tell it to you outside, then we'll see it inside. Essentially the Gemara says is you do A, B, A. Three times. Why? If A, if A is the power and B is the sire, right? Great. You're good to go. Okay, it's true. You did a third sprinkling, then again, of the par, but fine. But if A is the par, if A is the par, sorry, just, uh, just the opposite. If A, let me say it again. If A is the par and B is the sayer, you're good to go. The fact you'll do a third one, you'll end up doing a third one ultimately of the par, doesn't hurt, fine. If, however, A is the sayer and B is the par, that doesn't work. So what do you do? You do again, another A, that's the sayer. That way we forget about the first one, and you have ultimately, again, two and three. So out of the three, either one and two are going to be good, or two and three are going to be good, and this way you cover all of your bases. And I both say, not ideal, not ideal, that's for sure, but Lamaisa, at least I go ahead and I get it. And I will say, tells you something very interesting. You would, so you, I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking, right? You're thinking to yourself, but one second, if A is the Sawyer, right, and B is the par, have you not invalidated the Avoda? To what you see from the Gemara, that apparently when you do the Dam HaSoyer, before the Dam HaPar, it's as if you've done nothing. In other words, it's as, if, it's as if nothing has occurred. So essentially, we could view that first blood application as having not occurred at all, and we're not even going to look at one and two, instead we're just going to look at two and three. So then you can see it inside Rashi. If A is the par and B is the sa'ir, then your yod say with sprinklings one and two, 
but if bowl A is the sawyer, then we treat sprinkling number one as if it did not occur at all. So we'll say this is really incredible. So essentially, again, remember, as opposed to case, the first case, two cases that we just saw, where the bloods themselves are actually getting mixed together. In this case, I have two distinct bowls of blood. I just don't know which is which. The Gemara says, how do you deal with this? Three sprinklings. Three sprinklings, right? One in seven, ultimately, from all three. This way, whichever, whatever is whatever, ultimately, again, I have it covered. One of them is going to, either I'm going to be say with one and two, or two and three, because I'll have the power before the Sawyer. Incredible. Miktas damim nisarvulo, umiktas damim lo nisarvulo. So this is an interesting case. What happens if some of the blood got mixed together, but some of the blood didn't get mixed together? And I both say, now what's, what's the Metziah in a case like this? <coughs> Excuse me. So the Gemara says, <coughs> sorry. So the Gemara says, Mix, look at Rashi. Mixas damim nisarvu. Rashi says over here, he says, Kigon shenishpach mishne mizrakos. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at Rashi. Thank you. Miktas damim nisarvu kigon shenishpach mishne mizrakos lusoch mizrak shlishi rekam benishtayr behem bechol echad vechas. Let's listen to this case. So I have two bowls. One of damapar, one of damasoyer. And then what happens? So some of the blood from each of the bowls gets poured into or spills into a third utensil. Third utensil. So we'll say, so what's, what's the Shiloh over here? So listen to this. So miktas damim nisarvulo, miktas damim lo nisarvulo, so pshita ki yohiv mi in yohiv. So we'll say, in this case over here, I know which is the par and which is the sire. So obviously, I'm going to do the blood applications from which bowls? From which bowls? We'll call the non-mixture bowl. Right? That, that, okay, so that, that's obvious. Ki yohiv mi vadoin. Miu hanach shirayim havu. Supposed to listen to this. What's the shaila? The shaila in this case is what is the status of the contents of bowl number three? So understand, we spoke about this before. In in a general, in a regular case, where you have a bowl of dama par, a bowl of dama soyer, did the coin god end up using all of the blood in the bowl? No. No, there was always leftover. We'll say that leftover is called shirayim. That's a leftover of sacrificial blood. What do you do with leftover sacrificial blood? You pour it by the base of the mizbeach. That's different than what we call dechuyin. So you're about to say dechuyin, ultimately, again, is invalid blood. And what would you do with invalid blood? You would pour that out into the channel. Remember, I've said this a number of times. There was a water channel which ran through the azor, which ran through the base of mikdash, which would kind of take out the refuse. So the shaila is the bowl in the, the blood in bowl number three, right? So in this case over here, there's no blood ambiguity. In other words, I have the blood, I have the bowl of damapar, the bowl of damasoyer. Just some of both of the bloods got poured into a third bowl. The sh- so now, obviously, I know for the blood applications, I'm going to use the identifiable blood for the blood applications. The shaila is the blood that spilled into that third bowl. So what's the status of that blood? Is that called shiraim? And therefore, I poured out by the base of the mizbeach, or is it called dechuyin? 
in which case I'll pour it out by the channel. So Rapapa will say, even according to the opinion who says that one cup of blood could make its fellow cup, could make the other cup of blood into channels. We'll say this is a case of where halacha lemaisa, the Kohen Gadol shechted a sacrificial, or the Kohen, doesn't mean Kohen Gadol, shechted a sacrificial animal and did Kabbalah in two kalim. So you'll say normally you would do Kabbalah, you would receive the blood in one kli. In this case over here, the Kohen Gadol did Kabbalah in two kalim. So even according to the opinion who says that halacha lemaisa, if you do Kabbalah in two kalim, when you do zrika from one kli, the blood in the other kli is shiraim, which means it's poured out by the base of the mizbeach. Hanimili That's because if you wanted to do zrika from either kli, you could do zrika from either kli. So whichever kli you don't end up using was a usable kli, and halacha the remnants will be spilled out by the esod. Aval hai. But in this case over here, where the third kli has a mixture of blood, diboy lemesav lo matziyoyevla. Bosai, you know, if you wanted to use that blood in kli number three, can you use that blood in kli number three? No. So I want, remember, again, why can't you use the blood in kli number three? Why not? Why not? Because remember, one and two are good. See, again, so, so understand, technically speaking, you could use a kli that has mixed blood of dama part dama. Sorry, when? When? When you have no choice. But in a case where you have a blood of, a, a bowl of dama para, a blood of a bowl of dama soyer, and then a mixture bowl, obviously you can't use the mixture bowl. So I will say so again. Ultimately, again, this blood is unusable. So because it's unusable, halacha lamaisa should not poured out by the sod by the base of the mizbeach, but rather it's allowed you pour it into the channel. because just the opposite. So according to the opinion who says that in a stand case, when a coin does Kabbalah into Kalim, so ultimately again, the Kli that he does Zrika from, that's called the sacrificial blood. And the other Kli is Nidche, which means that blood is poured out by the channel. That's because you've actively set aside that blood for non-use. But maybe in this case over here, of where the third kli, you're not actively setting anything aside for non-use. So perhaps ultimately, again, it should be usable. So the Gemara says, Desanyo, because we learned in Abraisa, Lemalohu Omer, Ve'es Damo, Ve'es Damo Yishpoch, El Yisod HaMizbeach. So we'll say, above we, saw, we learned that you should spill out the blood by the Yisod. Any leftover blood, you spill out by the base of the Mizbeach. Ulamatu Omer ves koldama yishpoch, and then later on it says all the blood shall be spilled out. Minayin lechata shekibel dama ba'arva koso. So from where do we know that we'll say in stamakes? Let's say by achatos. If you did kabbalah in four kosos, so we'll say in this case over here the coin shechted the animal, and remember again the classic case is you do kabbalah in one clean. In this case in question, you did kabbalah in four kalim, in four utensils. So the Gemara says, "V'nasan mizaachos u'mizaachos shebakula nishbachin liyisod." Then I will say we're going. We'll, we'll discuss this idea, but ultimately the chatos has four blood applications. So what happens if by a chatos you did kabbalah in four kalim and what did one application from each of the kalim, which you can do apparently? So the Gemara says, "Oh, in that case, that the remnants of all four kalim are all what." 
poured out by the sod, by the base, which makes sense. Why? Because each of them were used for the zrika. Tamalomarves called them all yishboch. But what happens here? Let's say, let's say again, same case. I shechted the chatos. I did Kabbalah in four kalim, but only did the four blood applications from one kli, which meant that three of the kalim have sacrificial blood that was unused. How do I know? And you might have thought that you would still pour out the remnants of the other three by the Yisrael. Ultimately, again, it is only the kli which contains the blood that was actually used for the sacrificial applications that is poured out by the yisod. But ultimately, again, the other blood is poured out where? In the amo, in the channel. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Minayin lechatos shekiba ba'arba kosos v'nasan arba matanos me'echad me'en shekulun nishpachin liyisod so we'll say the Gemara says, going back, Rabbi Elizabeth Rabbi Shimon says, how do you know that by Echatos, we'll say, remember again, Echatos has four blood applications. How do I know that if I shechted Echatos, received the blood, did Kabbalah, in four different kosas, four different kalim, and ultimately again, v'nasan arba matanos me'achan mehen, and I, only, I did all four blood applications from one of the kosas, from one of the bowls, and the other three were left unused, did I still pour out the remnants of the other three by the Yisod? Ultimately, again, Tavod Lomar, Ve'ez kol dama yishboch. Ulrabi Eliezer Shimon, Ha'kse ve'ez dama yishboch. Amrabashi, Lemeuti shirayim shebet tzavar behemo. Ultimately, I'm going to say, what does this, what does this come to exclude? This comes to exclude. So I'm going to say, Rabbi Eliezer's position is, that halacha lamaisa, when you do Kabbalah of Achatas in four kalim, for Kalim, even though you're only going to use one cleave for the Zrika, all four, all four, the remnants are poured out by the Yisod. I so what does Rabbi Eliezer do with the fact that the Pasuk seems to indicate that only blood used for Avoda, right, is, is poured out by the Yisod, but other blood is poured out by the Amo? Well, so what, what is it coming to exclude? According to Eliezer, it's coming to exclude blood that is left in the neck of the animal. The Rabbi say, if you have a following situation, that Allah so the coin shechs the animal, does Kabbalah, does Kabbalah. So according to Eliezer, even if he does Kabbalah in four kalim and only uses one of those kalim for Zerika, all four are poured out by the Yisod. But if more blood seeps out of the neck of the animal after Kabbalah was done, that blood goes into the Amma. Right, that blood is allowed to just go into the channel and is not poured out by the Yisod. Okay, we'll say that's by Chatos. What about, what about, we'll say, let's go back for just a moment. What was our Shaila? Our Shaila was, remember again, in this case, I have three bowls of blood, right? Bowl number one was what? Was what? Damapar. Bowl number two was? Damasoyer. Bowl number three was a mixture. Some blood from the other two bowls poured into ultimately again that third bowl. What was our Shaila? Our Shaila was, our Shaila was that Halacha Lamaisa, what do I do with the blood of that third bowl? So I know the blood, like the leftover blood from the par, the leftover blood from the cider, that's going to be poured out by the Yisod. What do I do with the, with the blood in bowl number three? Is that poured out on the Yisod, right, by the base of the or is that poured out in the Amma? The Rambam Paskins of Osai, 
it is poured out by the amo. It is poured out by the channel. It is not poured out by the base of the mizbeah. And the logic being that it is only sacrificial blood that was used in the context of avoda that halach lamaisa is poured out by the isod. But that blood in the third bowl, which was never really used, really, never really usable sacrificially, because remember again, you had the two pure bloods of the damapar and damasar, that blood in the third bowl was never really usable sacrificially, and therefore halacha lamaisa, the Ramban Paskins, the Ramban Paskins, that halacha lamaisa, all of that, all of that is poured out, I'm sorry, the Ramban Paskins, that the blood of the third, the blood of the two bowls, of the damapar and damasar, any remnants will be poured out by the yisod, by the base of the mizbeach, but the blood of the third bowl, which is the mixture blood, not usable for avoda, poured out by the amo, by the chatos say the Ramban Paskins, that if you have a situation where the coin did Kabbalah in four kalim, enachinami again, because Kabbalah was actively done in four kalim, and all four kalim all contain dama chatos, even if you do all four blood applications from one kli, all of that blood is poured out by the yisot. All right, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up in Merz Hashem at the two dots tomorrow.